This is an AMI podcast. All, everything that I understand, I understand only because I love. This is AMI Audiobook Review. Thanks for listening. I'm Ramia Amuddin here with Nisreen Abdelmajid. And every week, we get together to talk all things audiobooks with you. Starting with this quote, we've been doing uh, romance, but I'm actually generalizing and going to say we've been doing love quotes throughout the month of February. And this one was from War and Peace by Leo Tolstoy. So that's a nice quote. Uh, I think that it's kind of cool to pick out different angles of love and be able to associate love in whatever way you want to, you know, kindness, romance, intimacy. I think we've covered a a little bit of a few different angles there. So that was today's final love quote for February. Now let's move over to the CELA homepage, celalibrary.ca is where we go for this next part. They have some featured titles at the very top, and we like to go through them just to give you an idea of the, the books being featured on CELA at the moment. The first book is The Red Palace by June Her, and this is a historical mystery I have some friends who are intrigued in checking this one out because of the context of historical mystery. You know, there's a a few things to dissect there. The second one on the featured titles is Unprotected by Billy Porter. This is an actor's biography. And the last one, The Midnight Hour by Ellie Griffiths. Suspense and thrillers for all of you guys who are binging that kind of genre. You're in luck. Now, Nizreen, over to you as we don't have too many more announcements that have to do with Sila. Uh, let's go over to what's trending or what you like to feature in some audiobook news. Absolutely. Hashtag Pink Shirt Day 2022 was trending earlier this week. Pink Shirt Day all started as a small act of kindness back in 2007 when teenagers David Shepard, Travis Price, and their friends organized a high school protest to wear pink in unity with a grade 9 boy who was being bullied. With that act of kindness, Pink Shirt Day was born. Price and Shepard's stand against bullying that day in small town Nova Scotia turned into what is now known around the globe as Pink Shirt Day. This year, Pink Shirt Day was on February 23rd on Wednesday, and the organization has a clear message to, quote, lift each other up and, to quote, have greater acceptance, respect, and inclusion for everyone, end quote. I wanted to share 11 children's books posted on CBC with themes of kindness and anti-bullying and empathy. Great share here. So starting off with Little Wolf by Tioni Spathalfer to Hold That Thought by Brie Galbraith, The Doll by Nung and Trans Davies, For Restart by Gordon Corman, Lala's Words by Gracie Zhang, When We Are Kind by Monique Gray-Smith, and the last one I'll mention is The Great Bear by David A. Robertson. You can check out the rest of the books posted on CBC. For the parents listening, reading these books with your kids, I think is such a great conversation starter to talk about bullying. And I think a lot of parents, I'm not one for experience, but I think a lot of parents have this challenge of how to bring up bullying into conversation 
and you don't know how to help your kids with bullying. And I think that's a big problem nowadays, especially with cyberbullying. You don't know、mm. how to open that conversation. You don't know if your child is going through this challenge. Reading some of these books, of course, each book has a different age group that's focused on, but reading some of these books with your kids can be a perfect conversation starter to that subject. And I wanted to mention donations can be made to the Pink Shirt Day website, or anyone can text the keyword in capital "Be Kind" as one word to two zero two 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 and reply to the prompt with their donation amount of either five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars. And I wanted to say that again: keyword "Be Kind" to two zero two two two. Make your donations whenever you can, and those are the. Books for today. That's great, Nazreen. I really,、um, you know, can empathize with the context of you want to help, like parents, guardians,、um, people of just, I guess, older age who want to help with kids who are being bullied, young people being bullied.、Um, but there are some challenges to that, and really, the obvious ones being bullying. When I was a kid. Seems to、mm -hmm. be very different contextually than bullying now. That's happening with kids.、Um, people are much more exposed on technology, on web-based platforms.、Um, the the way that we interact with each other is quite different.、Um, I'd say just on a daily day to day. And then now, yeah, we've even if you just take the last two years into context. People have barely left their homes,、um, barely had the exposure to friends and community in an in-person manner that we would have had a while ago. So there are lots of things to consider, and some of these children's books that you mentioned, and in general, being able to read and contextualize that way some of、mm -hmm. the issues and challenges that people are facing、um, is. Super, super important, just to be able to tap in and help our own exposure to the subject matter, and to be able to say, okay, how can I help? And let me go to some credible resources,、uh, people, places,、um, like you mentioned, the communities that are trying to assist with this particular thing. How can we go and support that way? So, thanks for sharing that, Niz. Absolutely. Let's get to pause or playing a title. So we. Want to talk about one of the featured titles from the Cela Library homepage? And if you want the URL to that, again, it's celalibrary.ca. One of the titles this time around is "Unprotected" by Billy Porter. It's an actor's biography. So let's talk about what this book is about. I never could have passed for straight, even if I wanted to, and so I never had the dubious luxury of living a lie. From the incomparable Emmy. Grammy and Tony Award winner, a powerful and revealing autobiography about race, sexuality, art, and healing. It's easy to be yourself when who and what you are is in vogue. But growing up black and gay in America has never been easy. Before Billy Porter was slaying red carpets and giving an iconic Emmy-winning performance in the celebrated TV show Pose, before he was the groundbreaking star of Broadway's Kinky Boots, and before he was an acclaimed recording artist, actor, playwright, director, and all-around legend, Porter was a young boy in Pittsburgh who was seen as different, who didn't fit in. Porter came of age in a world where simply being himself was a constant struggle. 
Billy Porter's Unprotected is the life story of a single artist and survivor in his own words. Unprotected is a resonant, inspirational story of trauma and healing shot through with his singular voice. That's the end of that synopsis, so let's go around the table. Nizreen, pause or play on this title. It sounds powerful. I'd play it. Um, Being someone who's different, who finds it hard to fit in sometimes, I'd feel like I'd relate to it in some kind of way, so I'd, I'd put play. Okay, and going over to you, Kim, pause or play on this title. I would pause it at the moment. I just find in the last couple of years as we've been going through all the things the world is going through, I tend not to read nonfiction. I tend to, when I'm reading, I tend to read fiction because I guess I just want to break from nonfiction and people's lives and, and all that. So not because I don't think it would be good. I just I just think at the moment, no, I would pause. I, I honestly know what you mean. Sometimes you need a break from reality. Yeah. And sometimes I don't like celebrity biographies like I, I like biographies of people I don't know in the mm-hmm. in the news um or weren't aware you know of, little known right. people that I wasn't aware of and sometimes celebrity I mean sometimes they're not but sometimes I think oh this is way over the top or you know something like that so sometimes I yeah. don't always right. like them but Well, there's always a publicity aspect to consider as well. But I would actually press play on this one um, and literally at the moment press play on it because I finished uh, in the last little while uh, Will by Will Smith and More Myself by Alicia Keys and just found thoroughly uh, that both of them were so different and individual from each other um, as well. They had a lot of great insights into these people's lives, as you're saying, Kim, the the non-celebrity aspect of them, the before I was famous, before I knew this, before I knew that. And then all the different characters uh, in their lives who've played big roles get to come out in a context that you don't get just from following them on, I guess, social media or through their art. Right. So this one is one that I'm kind of curious about, especially because of all the stuff, like the loaded stuff he had yeah. to face growing up. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I mean, I'm sure it would be good. I'm sure it would be. And of course, it you know really depends on how you're feeling at the moment. But this is Unprotected by Billy Porter. If you, who's listening, wants to check out a uh, an actor's memoir. The voice you're hearing is that of Kim Kilpatrick's, and she's here in our check-in with an avid reader or audiobook listener. We're opening up the space to review, discuss, recommend, browse, conceptualize, and of course, reminisce on audiobooks. So Kim, you are the community reporter in the Ottawa region for Kelly and company here on AMI audio. But of course you're also an incredible storyteller, which uh, people may have heard your voice throughout community events as storytelling and you're an avid reader. So I want to get to some of your habits and preferences with listening before we get into anything else. Are you pile them on kind of reader who takes a lot of recommendations from friends and strangers and whoever, uh, or are you more particular in your reads and choices? <laughs> no, I'm a pile of on kind of reader. There's, <laughs> there's fewer genres that I won't read. I like it. You could count on my hand. You know, I won't read horror and I don't like reading Westerns. Those are sort of the two that I won't read. Mm. And it's more what I won't read than what I will. I, I'll read just about anything. And I like a nice mix. I like to have tons of books on my device, like not, not that I am reading them all at once, but I, I like to have tons of books there in case I 
want to change and read something else for around. a while. Yeah, yeah. Can you read multiple books at a time? I can. I sort of prefer one at a time, but but I have I have definitely read multiple books at a time. But I I sort of like to get immersed in one and and finish it before I I change Move books. On. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Focused. I like that. I I have to ask though. Have you given any Stephen King a chance or horror? Well, you know, I wasn't going to at all because, but I read his book, which I absolutely loved on writing. It's a book that he wrote. And if anyone is interested in being a writer or a creator of, of, of words, it is a phenomenal book about learning the craft of writing. And it was so good that I thought, well, well, and so someone told me that 11, 22, 63 was not horrific horror in it. <laughs> right. So I, Okay. So I read that and I did really love it. Like I, so yes, I was, I would have said no, but when I read his nonfiction book about the writing and it gives you mm-hmm. so many interesting insights about how to be a better writer and, and things that, that I just, I was so impressed with that, that I am, um, I did read that one. And I think I read another one too. I wouldn't read some of them for sure. I wouldn't, but, um, but yeah. Yeah. He is a good writer. I will say that. I will say that for sure about him. He is. And you have this outside the box approach to you're like, OK, I want to know how he writes. I don't want to read any of his <laughs> horror, but he's a good writer and, you know, reputationally so. So you want to see how he does it. Interested. In but the I resisted that book, too. I resisted it for a long time and all kinds of storytellers and writer friends of mine and people who write plays. They said, you know what? You really need to read this book mm. Stephen King on writing and I was like no I'm not reading I don't like Stephen King you know and people said well I didn't either but I mean I really love this book and um so I did and I I was just blown away by it and has yeah. it helped because you yourself are a writer a storyteller has it helped you um to have looked into something oh, not yes. necessarily just because he's a writer but even if it's not horror that you were willing to write no, but he's not talking about writing horror. He's just talking about what makes things more compelling, you know, what makes yeah. your writing more exciting, more interesting. No, it like it has nothing to do with writing horror itself. It's just about writing. And and he puts in little anecdotes about how he learned certain things and how he how he started and how he wrote this and then how he got. Yeah, it I think it has. I I hope it has. But it but it certainly made me think, which I think is, you know, the precursor to Mm-hmm. to changing your ways or adapting your writing or or yeah. improving your writing I guess you're creating and I, I guess as you are an artist and and Nazreen too I think as well in in a lot of ways too that any any book that helps you create even if it's not yes. the art form you use it helps you like it there's something to be said for reading about creating things and the art of that that well, absolutely. That I really liked. Yeah. And that's kind of, I mean, I can speak to it because I've read it so recently more myself, the memoir by Alicia Keys. You know, she, even the way she writes that memoir is so artistic and poetic. I mean, the the approach to it, the way she styles it, the the words that she uses to describe like even the resistance when she was facing it. It wasn't just angry. She would put it down in this like, beautiful penmanship and I was like my god she's an artist like it's just you know you don't even have to think of it as lyric it's it's just uh, everywhere all around she's an extremely poetic person so you're right you leave that and it puts you in that headspace right Mm -hmm. 
You do have a recommendation for us, uh, and I'm curious to get to it. But before that, I want to shout out the Ottawa After Hours book club that you're involved with. So tell us a little about what you guys do, how often you meet. Well, we started just before COVID and we were going to be, well, we didn't actually have a meeting before COVID, but we were going to be, we were planning it. We were going to be having in-person meetings in the evening or late afternoon. And it was kind of geared. There's a book club in Ottawa, CCB runs for people. And it was during the day and a lot of us that wanted it were working. And so we were like, we can't, you know, do that. So we wanted one in the evening. And so we were going to meet you know, maybe at a cafe, maybe in a place and, and, but then COVID came. And so we ended up starting it on zoom. And so we've continued it on zoom uh, for the past uh, almost two years. Well, yeah, almost two years. And it's the first Tuesday of every month at 7 PM on zoom and people take turns picking books. So it's really interesting because it's not, you know, it has to be a book that's on Sela, um, but it, it, we've read so many different types of books because people have so much, many different interests. And even some of the books that we've all really not liked very much, we have lots of discussion about. And it's a really cool, um, it's a, oh, I love it. It's a lot of fun. And yeah. we always have discussion about the readers and about other things to do with the, the audio or, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really good. It's really interesting for sure. So so much community in the audiobook realm um, within the Blind Little Vision community just to be able to, you know, talk and then specifically talk about books and then to recommend books on top of what you're actually discussing um, already from book club to book club. So that's really amazing. And Kim, speaking of recommendations, your recommendation for us today is All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Doerr. So can you tell us why you picked this one to recommend? Well, it was a bit like the Stephen King I was telling you about that people kept saying, you you got to read this book. So my dad said it, my mom, some of my friends, everyone was saying, you have to read this book, you have to read this book. And, and I didn't disbelieve them, but it took me a while to get to it. And it's an amazing book. There is a blind character in it who's really well formed. Like she's a really interesting blind character who actually later in life becomes some, some sort of major scientist um, type person. But it's there's a blind character. It's also a lot about radio. During World War II, and you get the perspective from both sides, so from the German side and from the, the French side, because the, the, the girl is French and her family. And there's radio where they're kind of doing resistance, but the German guy's also into radio. So it's, it's really suspenseful. and really amazing characters in it like I found the characters really amazing and the ending is really um quite uh surprising as well and it's just beautifully Mm. written it's really well written and it's very interesting and it sort of stuck with me I you know I could read it again it's one of those books I think I might read it again because there's a lot of details you know at some point I'll probably read it again just because there's so many details and it's so it's such interesting characters and interesting storylines. So, no, I did really love it. They were right. <laughs> they were right. So, wow. and the narrator is really good too. So, I would definitely recommend it for sure. That's amazing. And like you said, people in your life are were reading the book along with you before you, etc. Um, but did you find that it was getting a lot of press from the community, a lot of traction to to be recommended? 
guess I, did, I didn't remember it coming so much from the blind community. And I, I, I do know that um, we, we did read it as one of the first books in After Hours. And, and, you know, we had a lot of discussion about why do people always think it's amazing when the blind person, you know, walks out and finds the store. But, uh, but I mean, she was also traveling through like an occupied city to find some sorts of things. So, so like it, we had interesting discussions about blindness and about the character, but I think he really did, did research well, because I know, of course, we all know there are blind characters in books that are not um, portrayed well at all, but this one mm. uh, was believable to me. And so I'm not sure, I think the blind community, but it wasn't from the blind community that the recommendations came although my family knows me well enough to know that they shouldn't recommend a book with a bad blind character in it. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that. So I, I, I trusted when they, when they said, oh, yeah, you, you should read this. You'd like it. Um, you know, I know my mom and my dad, they wouldn't, they wouldn't want to read a book with a, yeah. with a really pathetic blind character in it. So, um, <laughs> or well, or un, not well, um, what is it? Not well researched or not, you know, when I hate that, right. I mean, I'm sure you hate that when, they don't call things the right things or they they say the blind person you know touch the people's face or they don't call a cane a cane or they call braille like those dots or something you know like stuff that yes, you know, just yes. makes you mad you know when they don't when they don't even do their research when they put of a blind course. person in, yeah of course but, but no, this is great was, because you didn't even find it on your own. Like people were recommending it to you. And of course there's the relatability, the obviousness of, you know, the blind character, but uh, really the exposure part of it and tapping into that is incredible too, that other people would pick up books with people with disabilities as the main characters. So this is amazing. Thanks for the recommendation, Kim. And thank you so much for joining us to talk audiobooks. I'm sure we'll have you back, uh, but until then well, people can check you, out everybody. your yeah, of course. People can check out All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Dore. That's D-O-H-R for your reference. That's the end of today's episode for AMI Audiobook Review. Until next week, happy audiobook listening. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.